What is up, everybody? You are going to be listening to the first episode of 2021 in episode 9 of What We Know. I'm your host, Phil. And in this episode, I'm bringing on a guest that I've wanted to bring on for a very, very, very long time. Also a political nut. His name is Mike Gaddy. That's G-A-T-T-I. Just to make sure that nobody you know, gets the pronunciation of the name confused. But yeah, I've been looking forward to this podcast for a while. We wanted to do one last week, but with everything, some scheduling happened. And you know what? We've now decided we're finally going to do it today. So I'm excited to finally bring him on. So we have to talk, obviously, what happened at the Capitol building last week. We have to talk about the Georgia runoffs with the Democrats now taking control of the Senate, which means they will now have control of the White House, the House of Representatives and the Senate. And we also have to say what that means for Democrats. And also we have to talk about, you know, just in general, everything that's going on, I guess you could say. But let me word this a little bit better. He also has told me that he has some questions that he wants to ask me, that he wants my opinion on. And apparently he said that he's got a ton of questions to ask me. So we'll have to figure out how to fit that all in in this two hour mark that we have. So I hope everybody will enjoy this episode of What We Know. And I will be speaking to you guys soon and enjoy this episode. Hey, Mike, what's going on? What's up? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. This is awesome. Where did you find this at? I found it actually a few months ago. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I was just looking up podcast app and that's how I found it. That is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I I'm actually was just telling everybody in the intro that I just uh, recorded that I've been wanting to do this for a while. We've both been wanting to do this for a while now. Yeah, no, thanks so, so much for having me. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be fun. Of yeah, of course. So I just got to get right down to it. Oh, man. We saw basically something that hasn't that hasn't been seen in centuries, and that was insurrection committed mm. against. I mean, your first thoughts when you were seeing what was happening at the Capitol last week. So I'm not gonna lie, I didn't think it was gonna get as aggressive as it did, um, and I thought that the police were genuinely gonna react the same way that they would have as if it was a Black Lives Matter rally. I was very naive in that sense, so I was a little mm-hmm. shocked when they got like treated very nicely. Um, yeah. how, how did you feel? Did you expect it to happen? Um, well, I remember because that was the day after the runoffs were still going on. And, yeah. you know, the, the Warnock race got called in the middle of the night. And I didn't real know when the Ossoff race was going to get called. So I went to bed. Uh, I woke up at about 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And by the time I woke up, I see what's going on. And I, I open my phone. My brother and my cousin are talking about it. They're saying, are you guys seeing what's happening right now? And I immediately go out to my living room out of my bedroom and I see my mom watching it and I'm just thinking what is going on and I and all of a sudden I just see these these people just charging the capitol building and just going just roaming the halls and breaking windows and and everything and I was like this is a federal building these this is a government building and these people are just casually they are just barging in like it's like you know and they claimed oh this is our house this is our house this is the people's house and everyone's like oh man that it got a it got really ugly real quick it's a perfect way to explain it really ugly really quick like a blink of an eye it's totally switched up yeah do you feel that trump is like fully responsible or do you think it was like none of his i think there's i think for me the way i would put it is because they keep replaying the clips over and over again on mm. MSNBC or any, any news thing or media platform you're on. And all they talk about is is they just keep showing the clips of Don Jr., Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, um, you know, Eric, Ivanka, all talking about 
how they're going to march on the Capitol and they're going to, mm. they want a trial by combat. They want, uh, if the Republicans don't back them with the electoral vote in Congress, that then they're going to be in their backyards the entire time after this. I mean, whether you like it or not, you can say, it's like directly saying, oh, well, Donald Trump didn't directly say, oh, yeah, you know, I want you to kill these people or I want you to do this. But, but the, the message to get across was if you do not show your weakness, if you show your weakness, we will not be a country anymore. And that was basically the gist of what he was trying to say. So seeing what he did, it was just it's unbelievable. And it's it's especially unbelievable knowing he's the president of the United States. And yes. although he'll be gone in nine days from now. It's just fascinating to me that that's exactly what he wanted to do. He's wanted to do this. He's wanted to incite a coup if he didn't win the election in 2020. And I'm sure he would have tried to attempt to do the same in 2016 had he lost. But he didn't. And we we went through four years of it. And now we're seeing what would have happened, in my opinion, had he lost the first time. Uh, It's unbelievable. I totally agree with that. I I think it's really scary. Um, Everything that's going on regarding like Trump leaving, do you think that like they're actually going to impeach him or remove him? And like if they do, do you think it's like they should or do you think they should just chill out, let him ride the next nine days and then call it? I don't think we should let him ride the next nine days. I think it's I think it's immediate that you if you don't invoke the 25th Amendment, you impeach him again because everybody's saying it, too. It's like we can't just look at it and say, okay, nine days from now. I mean, look at what they did back eight days before an election, they literally mm-hmm. immediately put in Amy Coney Barrett after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. You know, it took those people literally eight days before an election was taking place to decide, hey, we should get a Supreme Court nominee, even though in 2016, when Scalia died in 2016, we told Obama, no, the elected yeah. people decide this. And they blocked Merrick Garland's nomination for it to be a Supreme Court judge. But, you know, Garland's getting the last laugh because he's probably going to be Biden's attorney general now. So I'm, I'm not too mad about it. But it shows the hypocrisy of the Republican Party mm. that they will say all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying, hey, guys, listen, like it's it's, a, it's kind of baffling to me because, mm-hmm. you know, just leave it alone. There's nine days, everything. It's just going to cause more. Uh, you know, it's just going to cause more of a, a schism. And everybody's saying, you know. This is a guy who just tried to basically overthrow our own democracy. How are we just going to say eh, nine days from now he's out anyway? I mean, I feel like we have to move immediately. I feel like the House needs to move immediately. And I feel like the Senate needs to move immediately and impeach him, get rid of him, make sure he can't hold office ever again. Because from now until he is gone from existence, Donald Trump is the face of the Republican Party, no matter what people no matter what people say, he Mm -hmm. is the guy that sparks this that just sparks everything and people will continue to do this as long as he's around so trying to just impeach him and make sure he can never run again in my opinion is so important until joe biden is inaugurated yeah that that's definitely i totally agree on that too because the scariest part is that although he's not going to be in office he's still going to be here Mm -hmm. So his rhetoric and all that stuff, and if he is somehow able to get back on any kind of social media, um, you know, it definitely is going to impact the future. Do you think that he is going to try to run again? No. no. I, I, people, I've been asked that, too. People have asked me, do you really think Donald Trump will run again? And I say, no, he's not going to run again. Because I say he's not going to run again because there's so much against him now, legal 
like legal wise and just everything he's done, people are saying like, what is he going to do after the four years? Like he really would have to wait four years in between. He's not going to have the protection of the presidency anymore. Obviously he's talked about even pardoning himself, which would make no sense. And pardoning himself just shows that he knows he's guilty of everything that, Mm -hmm. or not everything, but at least most of the things that he's done while in office as president, even before that. So he's not going to have the protection of the presidency anymore. And I really do believe that he'll be, I think he'll be prosecuted. I think he'll, I do think he'll get thrown in jail. I don't see a reason why he wouldn't be. And see, and, and there's, since what happened almost a week ago already, I don't see how you can sit there and say, "Eh, maybe he shouldn't go to jail. Like the man Mm -hmm. just literally, he incited and committed insurrection against the United States government. mm -hmm. I don't see how. I don't see how anybody can look at that and say, it's not that big a deal. We shouldn't do this. It's a very big deal, in my opinion. No, yeah, I I definitely agree. Do you think he'll run? Do you think he'd run again? Oops, sorry, what was that? Do you think he would run again? Um, So I, at first I said absolutely not. Um, The only thing that kind of scares me is like, if he does have that, you know, even like 20 or 30% of the Republican Party on lock, I'm scared Mm -hmm. he's going to abuse his powers, like... uh, where he's uh, like yeah. telling his people, like, hey, listen, you're going to have to vote for the, the most extreme, like, congressional candidates and the most extreme state legislatures. Like, uh, I think that, you know, you might come to bite us in the butt. But I, I don't know. I kind of feel like he lost his, like, I, I, I don't like call him Sleepy Joe. But he, you know, what I mean? if he calls him Sleepy Joe and then he lost to him, uh, I think yeah. he's going to be too embarrassed to, to try it again. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, and he even there's so many video evidence of him calling Joe Biden, you know, obviously, obviously the whole thing with Sleepy Joe and, and everything with uh, Kamala Harris. I mean, he there's so many videos of him before the election saying, can you imagine if I actually lose to him, if I actually do lose to him? And and now it's like, well, you did. You lost by the the biggest margin by a president, by a sitting president ever. And that same ticket got the most you know, presidential votes of any candidate in history. But, you know, I think I would say my question to you is, are you I want to just like lean this into my next question is, are you excited about the fact that the Democrats officially have control of the trifecta, which is the White House, the House of Representatives and now the Senate? I I love the, the way you phrased that. That was perfect. Like calling it the trifecta kind of gave me chills right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm very excited. I just really hope that you know they, they actually legislate something like they, they they come out and they do give at least some results because now uh-huh. it, i know that like some things are going to need a 63 majority but mm-hmm. if the republicans did what they did with you know 51 you know 53 seats things like that i think we could definitely get some stuff done because I, I i mean I'm I, I very did, yeah i'm very scared of 2024 if Biden ends up, I don't think he's going to mess up. I really hope not. I think it's going to be successful compared to, well, especially compared to what we just went through. But oh, if yeah. he messes up even a little bit, I think that. Oh, the Republicans would, would not stop talking about it. I mean, they already it's... think about what they did with Obama the, for the eight years. And when Donald Trump ran in mm-hmm. 2016, everybody talked about, everybody was talking about how, oh, Obama like exploded the federal deficit. The deficit was such a big deal. For Republicans. And then when Donald Trump was in office, it was like no big deal at all. Donald Trump's like one of one of Trump's main talking points trying to become president in 2016 was that he would eliminate the federal debt uh, deficit entirely. And even before the pandemic, it went up trillions. So the fact that I feel like it'll just become a talking point again, especially 
you hear Republicans talking about $2,000 stimulus checks. They say that, oh, it wouldn't be good for us. It wouldn't be good for the economy. It's like you guys really need to back up because this deficit was it was just at an all time high when Donald Trump was in office. Yeah. So let's not point the blame game now at Democrats now because mm-hmm. you guys had control of this for you had the House for two years. You had the Senate for all four years of this presidency. You've had the Senate uh, majority Republican mm-hmm. since 2014, I believe. So it's it's like you can't really blame Democrats for this when the Republicans have honestly gotten us into this mess. No, no, that's exactly like a, the situation we're in right now. And uh, yeah. it, it's kind of scary because Republicans can play that game, you know, with, with the especially like the blame game. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it does work a lot more for them than it would, you know, for like the left. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, did you expect Georgia to go down the way it did or did you? Uh... I will say this. Georgia definitely was already a surprise in itself mm-hmm. in November. I don't think anybody looked at Georgia in November and expected it to go to Joe Biden. And the fact, you know, obviously people are thanking all around and we I want people to literally clone her. I want people to clone like a Stacey Abrams and other of these southern states. I mean, she was definitely a big part in helping Georgia turn blue for the uh, presidential election and then the runoffs in January. But I did not think what I did believe was going to happen was this. I really did think that when January, because it's already been almost a week. So Mm. I was thinking that Warnock was going to beat Loeffler. I just I didn't have any doubt in my mind about that. I was like, he's going to beat her. Mm. But Purdue and Ossoff was the real one I was paying attention to because that honestly worried me enough. So. And and you just know the kind of people that Loeffler and Purdue are. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all the the scam about them and the scandals that have happened, especially the past few months with them knowing how bad the pandemic was going to be and them doing insider stock trading, all that stuff. They knew how bad it was going to be, but they still told people, you know, not to worry yet. They're all buying stocks. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, Ossoff in the first debate against Purdue, even before the November election, he was telling him, why did you you know, vote all against this stuff. You knew everything was going to happen the way it happened. So why are you going against everything that you say, basically? So I'm excited for these two senators. I really am. I'm excited for Warnock and I'm excited for Ossoff. Ossoff is, is especially exciting for me because he's the youngest elected senator since, you know, coincidentally having to be Joe Biden. Ossoff's going to be, Ossoff is 33 years old. So he's he's already the youngest senator now. I did not know that. Yeah, you did not know that. I did. I did not know that. He's gonna be the like youngest in history, or I don't know. Well, not youngest at least right now. He's at least yeah. He's the youngest right now, and he's the youngest elected U.S. senator since Joe Biden when he was only a senator. Do you think he's gonna follow in similar footsteps, like advance? I would like that. I I love Ossoff. I think Ossoff's great. I do. Ossoff just. Ossoff is the type of U.S. senator who it's like when he knows something and he knows he can pounce on an opportunity, especially his opponents. I feel Mm -hmm. like when Ossoff knows something, he's going to just say it. He's not going to put it nicely or anything like that. He's going to say it bluntly to your face and tell you how he feels about it. So I'm excited for Ossoff. Warnock, I'm not too sure about. I haven't researched that much into Warnock because I was more invested in the Ossoff-Purdue race. But I think both of them are going to be great, especially because – Warnock's in, at least in holding her his term mm. for two more years. Ossoff is a six-year term. Yeah, that's 
That's, that's it's it's important, and especially if now you can hope that for future elections to come, Democrats don't have to worry about Georgia that much going to electoral <laughs> vote wise going Republican. You can only hope from this point forward. Georgia stays a blue state for the foreseeable future when it comes to elections. So do you think that uh, Warnock or Ossoff, I think they're going to try to run as like a VP or even a presidential candidate in 2020? And if they did, do you think they'd be able to keep Georgia blue or you don't think so? I hope they can keep Georgia blue. I really do hope. I hope that maybe in the future, if Ossoff decided to run for president, I would I would support him depending on who else is on that on that stage for nominations for the democratic party but mm. yeah I, I don't know about warnock but Ossoff definitely i think i really do like i just said i love us i love i can't really give too much political background besides the fact that they're democrats I, i'm not gonna sit here and act like i know every single thing i'm talking about yeah, but, but, reasonable, you know a solid amount you know to make an yeah, opinion on. i know a solid amount i would like to say but no i'm i'm excited though i i hope if one of them decides to run, then absolutely I would support any of them. I, I really would, especially after just knowing the kinds of people they defeated in their runoff races. It's yeah. it's it's great. It's great to know that. So I'm excited that Kamala Harris will get the deciding vote in who, you know, you know, breaking the majority for Democrats. I'm excited for it. No, yeah, I just definitely something to look forward to. I didn't think, but like, you know, and I want to go back to your question you said before. No, I didn't expect Georgia to go down the way it did last week. I really didn't. I, I, I'm i as shocked as ever that the Democrats not only won control of the Senate, I'm shocked that they had to go through runoff races in Georgia, which is obviously a, a, a usually Republican state mm-hmm. before 2020. It hadn't been Democratic since Bill Clinton won mm-hmm. it in 1992. So the fact that they were able to win those two uh, seats in Georgia is is perfect. It's definitely a big thing for us. So Stacey Abrams, do you think that uh, Biden should put her in, in like the federal sort of section or do you think she should run for governor again? And if she does, do you think she'd win or do you think it, even though they won the Senate, oh, people, right now, she won't? Well, you know what's funny? It's funny you mentioned that because I was just having this conversation with my mom last week. I was asking, I was even saying too, I was like, Biden should put should put Stacey Abrams in his cabinet and mm. she was like well what if he want what if she wants to run for governor again mm. I say she'd probably win I think you think, I so? think she would I think she would win again because here's why I say this and and it was a big factor in what happened in Georgia last week so everybody is on this whole Trump supporters especially are on this whole mantra that the election was stolen from them. It was rigged that their vote doesn't matter because they have this baseless conspiracy in their mind that the Democrats will just always rig elections. The Democrats will always win. They will never lose because they just know how to rig it. It's simply not true. It's a it's a it's a pipe dream. It's just not existent. Hmm. And a big thing in these, you know, red counties in Georgia, because, you know, you're looking at the board that they were showing on MSNBC last week, while they were showing the state of Georgia, you saw that majority Republican counties mm. didn't have a high turnout like they did in November. So them not having a high turnout, some of these people believe now that they'll just never vote again, especially Trump uh, Republicans, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of sad because these people just really believe anything they yeah. hear from Donald Trump. You know, your vote does matter. Mm-hmm. It was the first time for both me and you voting in a presidential election this past 
you know, election mm-hmm. cycle. And we know our vote mattered in the end. We do know yeah, that voting for Joe Biden in the end. Mm-hmm. But we see that it's kind of scary that these people are just going to have this sense in their mind of, you know, we should never vote again because we're Republicans and we think the Democrats just always rig everything. It's just simply not true. And that was a big reason why, you know, the Republicans lost majority of the Senate. It wouldn't even I wouldn't even say it's because it's because Mitch McConnell said he wouldn't pass the two thousand dollar stimulus checks. And these Republicans like Loeffler and Purdue weren't exactly supporting it. It was because of the fact that they would listen to anything Donald Trump Mm -hmm. says. And they believe that your the election's just going to be rigged either way. So why are you even going to vote? That's a really good point. And you're speaking on your two thousand dollar point. Do you think that now that since like they won Georgia, that they're actually going to deliver two thousand? Or do you know they I've I've heard that Ossoff and Warnock. I don't know. I I think it was Ossoff and Warnock. But either way, they should. I'm pretty sure that they vowed to start working on it as soon as Biden is in is in office. Mm. So I definitely think the two thousand dollar stimulus checks are going to happen now, especially that McConnell's not the majority leader anymore. Absolutely. They'll work on it. And even when Trump mentioned about two thousand dollars right before Christmas when he was talking about giving Americans $2,000 instead of 600, you know, Republicans were immediately turned off by it. And McConnell broke with Trump on it and said, I'm not going to give the American people $2,000. So that kind of led people to think it would be a lot better. I mean, I'm not exactly going to say I would have, you know, had Chuck Schumer as majority leader, but (laughs) that's, that's what it is. Yeah, now it's going to be majority leader Chuck Schumer. And I, I think he'll definitely him, Pelosi and, and every Senate Democrat will work to get two thousand dollars out. So as of now, how do you think uh, like the, who do you think the leading candidates for 2024 are? Uh, like Republican wise or just both? Both if, sides. If Biden, decide, if Biden decides to only be a one term president. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I like so 2024 Republican Republicans who are probably going to make a run again. Wouldn't surprise me if Rubio or mm-hmm. Ted Cruz decided to run again. Would, wouldn't surprise me. And people are going to push that because especially for someone like Cruz and, and Rubio and even the Josh Hawley who have pushed that claim of conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump would campaign for those people because yeah. they backed him. That's It's just that simple. I mean, you hear how uh, you literally have heard from Trump that all these people who don't back him deserve to be primary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's, it's this. Yeah, what I'm about to say before I even get back into it is true. The Republicans and the GOP are eating each other alive, right? Now. <laughs> it's what they're yeah, doing. They're no, eating no. each other alive because they can't, they can't agree on the simplest things. They all back their own conspiracy theories now. So, but, you know, just going back, I would, I would say Cruz Rubio, uh, um, Cruz, Rubio, Hawley, I think would run because again, Trump would campaign for them. I don't know if Mike Pence would decide to run in 2024. I'll be honest. I don't know if he would decide to because people look at him now and say he's like a traitor to the Constitution when he was just mm. doing his constitutional <laughs> duty. Yeah. Um, uh, you think he I might run later though, that. like 2028, 2032, or no? Maybe, maybe back, maybe future times. Yeah, maybe then. I don't know about 24, though. I don't think he would do it in 24. Um, I think, 
who is that? That uh, Nikki Haley, I think. I think she's talked about. I think she would run. I don't know why. I just feel like she would. Um, oh man, who's who else would there be? I feel like Romney would run again. I could see that. I could definitely see Romney. I could see, but I don't know if Romney would run as like because uh, Romney's very on edge now with Republicans. I feel like <laughs> I feel like he's very close to just becoming an independent and caucusing with the Democrats. Honestly, yeah. I don't see that. I mean, I don't. I don't see how it would happen. Uh, let's see. Who else would I pick? Um, I don't really know what else Republicans wise, but if I'm gonna go Democrat wise, I'm gonna say Buttigieg is gonna run again in 24. Buttigieg, Buttigieg, I think will run again. I think. Um, I don't. I mean, if he, if God willing, he's still alive, I would, I would think Bernie would run again. You think he would? I think he would. Why wouldn't he? Even at like 78. Ooh, I mean, we're gonna that. we're about to inaugurate. I mean, we're about to inaugurate yeah. Joe Biden at seventy eight years old. He's gonna be the oldest president to ever be inaugurated. Nah, yeah, you're not wrong on that. You definitely. Um, That's valid. Who else? I just had a. I just had this one person in mind now, and now I can't remember uh, who it was. Uh, but uh, you think Kamala? You think she's gonna try, or do you think? I don't think she'll. I mean, hmm, it's possible she tries again. You know who I, I mean, I would have loved it if she, I mean, I know she was obviously a nominee and I voted for her in the primaries, but I know she, I don't know if she, uh, it would do it again. I really wanted an Elizabeth Warren. I voted for Elizabeth Warren in the primaries too. There you go. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yep. Yeah. You like Elizabeth Warren? I love Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. I would have, I, I will stand by this statement that I made to my dad uh, like months ago. I said, if Elizabeth Warren was on a debate stage with Donald Trump, he would have no chance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I stand by that. She would eat him up. Oh, absolutely. She would. Um, I don't, I feel like Klobuchar would try and run again, but I really don't want Amy Klobuchar. I really <laughs> wouldn't want her. Um, that's really who maybe AOC would run. But is AOC, AOC, I don't think AOC can run yet, right? How old is AOC? That's a good question. She is very young. Yeah. Like, why do I feel like if someone told me she was in her 30s, I wouldn't believe it? Yeah, no. I, I don't want to believe it. I mean, AOC is probably going to run eventually, though. So, I mean, speaking of AOC, do you think, like, the Democratic Party, now that, like, Biden is president, do you think it's going to, like, go moderate? Or do you think, like, people like AOC and Bernie Sanders are, like, really going to take it over? Oh, that's a good question. Um... I don't exactly know for sure yet because I feel like we have to see the fir- how the first 100 days of Joe Biden's presidency go mm. to get a better answer on that question. I think we have to see what Joe Biden does because obviously he's talked about um, rejoining the um, uh, what is it called the Paris Accords? I think mm-hmm. or yeah, whatever the the climate the uh, climate deal thing. I know he wants to rejoin that. I know obviously he's going to immediately get COVID relief bill out. Yeah. You know, He's going to try and get the 2000 stimulus checks out. And, you know, I don't know exactly how it's going to go. Obviously, Joe Biden's going to have to figure out what he's going to do with vaccination wise for nation- nationwide with the United States. Obviously, it's been delayed a lot. And there, mm-hmm. I don't even think two, 10 million people have been vaccinated yet in the United States alone. Um, so I think he's he's got his work cut out for him. That's just the fair way to put it. Biden's got a lot to do before he really gets down to what he truly wants to do in his presidency, because he has a big, he's got a big mess to clean up from Donald Trump. There's no doubt about it. No. Yeah. That, that's definitely true. I'm excited though. I can't, I really can't wait because I think 
I, what I always remember about the election in November is if Joe Biden actually wins this presidency, I'm I'm going to be I, I was going to be ecstatic either way. But yeah. the fact that he won the way he did, obviously, like people will look at it and say, well, he won 306 to 232. And that was the same way that Donald Trump. Landslide. Lance, I mean, yeah, definitely a landslide. <laughs> but what I always will find amazing is he won in the places that were swing states like Michigan, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and, and even yeah. Georgia. I mean, Georgia was definitely the closest of these swing states. But those swing states that I just listed, like Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, Joe Biden won those places by tons more than Donald Trump did in 2016. I mean, from time to time mm-hmm. again, I like to look at, you know, I like to look at a comparison from 2016 to 2020. I like to look at exactly how much Trump won by in 2016 compared to what Biden won by in 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, popular vote wise. Donald Trump lost both for <laughs> popular vote. And but but in these states, Trump did not win these states by a lot. He really mm. didn't. He really didn't win these states by like a big, big margin. They were close margins, if anything. Yeah. But the way Joe Biden won, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And then I compare it to even the runoffs in January. I mean, the way that Warnock mm. and, and Ossoff won was was like double or even triple what Joe Biden won the state of Georgia by in November, which is unbelievable because obviously they said that if you were eligible, if you were going to turn 18 or were going to be 18 by the time the runoffs had started, then you can obviously vote in those elections. And what I loved about it is I feel like that was also a big a big factor too is getting the younger people out to vote more, yeah. especially our age group. Mm-hmm. I feel like our age group now is seeing more and more of what actually needs to be done in this country and what they how how exactly they would do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing for the upcoming future of our election of our presidential elections. Yeah, no, that's definitely a, a good point to make. So, Although we won the White House, we know like the Republicans took some House seats, like including like New York, where we live. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, think Mallory that Takis won? Well, Mally Takis won over Max Rose. Do, do you think that like that's like a sign of anything, or do you think it was just like different candidates in different districts ran bad <sighs> campaigns? That's that's. I don't. I wasn't. I mean, I'll be honest. I think. Yeah, I mean, we we had to living in Staten Island. You have to sit through the commercials every single the ads of yeah. either saying Mally Takis is a fraud or Max Rose is a fraud. Uh, all those mm. all those ads. Um, I don't know if I would say I'm worried, especially that all those toss ups went Republican. But someone made this a good point uh, like a month or two ago, after the election was over, and they said that. I don't I don't I think the defunding the police motto that mm-hmm. the Democrats that some Democrats went through and went with wasn't exactly helping them mm-hmm. and it wasn't gonna help their cause because people love their law enforcement. And it's it's yeah. true. People love their law enforcement. So when you don't have the the endorsing the endorsements of a law enforcement, it's a pretty big it's a pretty big deal in my opinion, because these people rely on law on law enforcement, some of them. Yeah. So not having their you know their support it's a big deal in my opinion yeah i think that was definitely a a hit where you said do you think if max rose like ran again in like 2022 you think he'd be able to take her out or no i don't know i mean it's a it's a good question i mean in 
what's always amazing to me is when Max Rose won in 2018 mm-hmm. and, and people talk about how Staten Island like was turning blue, it seemed, which, you know, it, it, it was undone very quickly that it wasn't yeah. a blue borough whatsoever. You know, majority of these people in this borough alone voted for Donald Trump than any other borough in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, I don't know if Max Rose would run again. I know he's trying to run for mayor. Mm. And I don't even think I, I don't even think he'd win that personally because I feel you don't like think he'd be have a shot in there. I mean, he could have a shot, but I don't think he would win. No, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. I, don't, I think I think uh, to be honest, if we want to talk about a candidate who I think would win and even a, a bunch of, you know, a good a good amount of people I know who either voted in, the, in, in this past election or just decided to vote independent. Mm. I know that they said that if someone like Andrew Yang decided to run for mayor mm. for New York City people, they would like, yeah, I, I'd vote for Yang in a second. So you, you like, re- you do like Yang for mayor? I haven't really researched Yang enough, but my dad and my brother have said, yeah, I, I'd vote for Yang. I would vote for Yang. And I just, I never, I never really asked them much about it, nor have I done my own, I have yet to do my own research on Yang. But if that's the case and everybody's saying, if people are saying good things about him and if they say that he can benefit for us, then I'll have to do my own research and then formulate my own opinion. But if that's the case, I mean, it's better than the way de Blasio, in my opinion. Yeah. That's... Everybody hates de Blasio in New York City. He gives such a bad rep to, like, the Democratic Party. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Rough. And this guy tried to run. This guy tried to run. And so did, Bloom... and so did Michael Bloomberg, yeah. too. I mean, that... and, I... and and that's the thing, too, is. I, I always some people I know, you know, that are that voted for Donald Trump in this past election. I feel like they kind of jump on this like they think you're a typical liberal. You know, yeah. they think that like you support everybody. Do you love? Oh, you probably absolutely adore people like Pelosi and Schumer yeah, exactly. and Blasio. And it's like, I really, really don't. <laughs> I have my issues with them. Mm hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I would have picked Joe Biden to be the presidential nominee no, for, yeah, for Democrat exactly. because, I mean, you just said it best. Me and you both, we both voted for Elizabeth Warren, Warren in, this, in the primaries. And obviously we were going to support whatever Democratic nominee went against Donald Trump. It was just yeah. that obvious. But nobody had thought that Joe Biden would perform the way he performed. But I'm OK with saying that. Yeah, I'm, I'm OK with saying that next by by this time. Well, not by this time, but by next Wednesday, Joe Biden's going to be the 46th president of the United mm-hmm. States. I have no problem saying nope. that. Um, yeah, but I think a question I have to you is what if you could say one thing you're either worried for or looking forward to the most from a Biden-Harris administration, what would you say it would be and why? So I'm super excited that because the Senate is 50-50, uh harris is like like gonna be the deciding vote so she's gonna be like i I know she's already like insanely historical because she's the first female like black indian yeah but it'll be like an even more important type of role than just like your general vice president that only sometimes you know has a little bit of things to do Mm -hmm. so i think that's gonna be something that's really cool because i love her Uh, and i before elizabeth warren i was like a, a harris person Okay. So that's why I was super stoked when she got chosen. One thing I'm a little scared for, though, is uh, I'm still, like, a little nervous about 2022. I think 
the way these people are coming out right now and the way the anger and uh, that they don't want to lower the tension like they just want to keep coming at it and like claiming that this is it like it was rigged and you know this that the third i think that it, like i'm scared it's going to be like another tea party movement and they're really going to come out uh yeah. next november how what are you like looking forward to and nervous of I mean, one thing I'm looking forward to is just not is just knowing Donald Trump won't be president anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing. But no, I'm I'm excited that's because I funny. feel like Joe Biden. I feel like Joe Biden is going to actually he's going to give us he's going to make us calm. He's not going to make us be on edge every single time he does a press conference. Mm. Every single time he talks about something, you know, people want to talk about Joe Biden how oh he's been in politics for. 45 plus years now he's now he's president now he's going to do all this stuff and and i laugh because people don't even realize that what joe biden has done a majority of his political career i don't know if this is exactly the right way to put it but this is the way i say i would put it joe biden was vice president from 2009 to 2017 Mm. he was a u.s senator of delaware before that Mm -hmm. you know he had no direct say in every single thing that people like you know, obviously yeah. people give him the stuff that they give him for the 1994 crime bill, which Biden himself, had, even in a town hall before the election in November, he said that, you know, if I could go back in time and say, do not yeah, sign the crime bill, he said, I wouldn't do it. You know, I, and people look at just the, the exciting, the thing I'm excited for is just knowing his character too. Joe Biden, in my opinion, is such a, is such a nice man who comes mm-hmm. from such a, uh, uh, who comes from a family that didn't have it all growing up. He had, he's had a son who he had a son who was in the military and served and, you know, tragically passed away in 2015. Mm. You know, obviously people talk also about the Hunter Biden thing and how do you, he was... do you believe any of that? No, I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe it because I don't believe it Me because neither. Republicans have come out and say it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't affect Joe Biden whatsoever nor is it that big of a deal to look into. Mm-hmm. That's why I that's why I say it's not it's not a big deal and even if it is, it's not going to affect him because Hunter Biden's not president. Yeah. I mean that's look, what... look at the fa- look at the family that was just that outgo look at the outgoing family. <laughs> look at what they've done in their entire lives before the presidency. Yeah. They were they were just they were just the worst family to exist. <laughs> they were just one of the worst families in America to exist. You could say that so, again. So I'm 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 looking forward to a Joe Biden administration and this is the thing too. What I look forward to besides besides what he plans to do and what he says he's going to do, I think that like I just said, he provides us with a sense of calming and 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 passion mm-hmm. for America. Yeah. I think that's what I have like Donald Trump never struck me as a guy who even when he was just considering running for president was going to say yeah, like all Donald Trump did to get people rallied is I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. He would never just say how he was going to mm-hmm. do it. He would just say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he never went through on anything. Yeah. Never went actually through on anything. That's why I look at it and say that's why I look forward to a Joe Biden administration. The only nervous thing that I will say I'm worried about is I'm like, obviously, I understand Joe Biden's big thing when he won. And in his victory speech, Gabe said that, you know, this is the United States of America. This isn't the United, you know, blue states or this isn't the United Red States. Yeah. No, he's a president for everybody. But a lot of people, especially who voted for Donald Trump, you know, you hear interviews of these people, whether it's on CNN or MSNBC or anything Mm -hmm. like that. These people are saying stuff 
such as I don't even see Joe Biden as a legitimate president. Yeah, that's the so what I'm worried. Yeah. What I'm worried about is that these people, these same group of people will the entire four years, even if he does the best for them, I'm still worried that they're going to say he did nothing for me or my life has just become worse under him or anything like that. I'm worried that those crowd, that that certain crowd of people will be so suppressed Mm -hmm. by media outlets and just listen to more right wing propaganda Mm -hmm. that they're going to think Joe Biden did absolutely nothing for me. That's yeah. what I worry about. If, if they genuinely, like, don't even want to look at anything else besides with their, uh, like, you know, Fox, OAN, all that, they definitely... Yeah. That's what worries me. So, uh, we talked a lot about Georgia, but Arizona, did you think Arizona was going to go blue? That actually, that's, that's actually something that I'm surprised that not a lot of people are talking about. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm surprised not more people are talking about that, but Here's why I believe it went blue. Mm. The, McCain, the McCain family. Mm. The McCain family yeah. is the reason why I believe it went blue. I definitely believe that if John McCain was still on this earth today, he would have told people to vote for Joe Biden in the election over Donald Trump. Really? I, you think I he went that, that far? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he would tell people to vote. I understand he was a lifelong Republican, and I understand that he went against Barack Obama. And you know, obviously, when Joe Biden was on that ticket in 2008, when, you know, he was running with Sarah Palin. <laughs> but I think but, you know, Donald Trump had a he had a dislike for John McCain. He did. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He had a dislike for John McCain and the McCain family had a dislike for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about who was at John McCain. Think of, like, let's think of some people who were at McCain's funeral, notable people. You had Barack and Michelle Obama were there. You had George W. Bush and Laura Bush. You had Mitch McConnell there. You had Chuck Schumer there. You had Hillary there. You had Bill mm. Clinton. You had Hillary and Bill Clinton there. You did not have a single Trump family member at that funeral. Yeah, and this was in two thousand. And this was in September of two thousand and seventeen, or or no, it was eighteen, I believe, when John McCain died. So the fact that he wasn't there, I think it. I think it shows how that family felt about the sitting president of the United States not being invited to, you know, a dedicated war veteran, a POW, mm. a someone who was a Republican candidate for president in 2008. I think it says a lot that he wasn't there. And I and I believe and you even heard it with with um, with Cindy McCain and Megan McCain. They told them to go that that John McCain would have been proud of Democrats for winning. Yeah, that they would have he they would he would have been proud that Donald Trump lost the election. No, yeah. That, so as for like the Republican Party, do you think it'll ever go back to like the party of McCain or do you think like that's it? It's a Trump party and it's going to stay. At oh, party. it's the Trump party for until they, it's, it's the Trump party until they find someone else who will. Let me, let me put it this way. It's it'll be the Donald Trump party until another Republican comes along and they talk about cutting their Social Security, mm-hmm. cutting their Medicare, saying that they're going to get rid of the federal deficit, saying that this Democrat did this saying that this Democrat did that, it'll be the Republican Party. It'll be the Trump Party until another Republican comes along saying those same exact promises that Republicans will always talk about. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I'm and I'm a little worried about that, honestly, because it just shows I feel like I was I was even saying it to my mom last week when the Capitol when everything with the Capitol was happening. I was saying to her, I was like, how do people look at what's happening here? 
and still say, I want to vote Republican in the next election. <laughs> like, these are, these, this is what they are. You know, it's crazy. I say the same thing. I said, I ask people all the time, I say, if you voted for Trump, did you genuinely look at the last four years and say, let's do this again? You know? Like, no, and that's a good point you just made, like, that you just made. Because, again, it was like, at the time when everything, when the election was happening, I don't even know. I think we had hit, obviously, 200,000 people dead. But if we hadn't, we were getting close to that margin. But someone said, how do we look at this this global pandemic that everybody has been in and we're still in currently? Mm-hmm. How do people look at what he did? 70, 74 million people looked at that and said, I want to do another four years of this. Yes. <laughs> it, just, it, it just it it literally it boggles my mind that people wanted four more years of this. No, yeah, it's, it's literally insane. And yeah, oh no, continue what you were saying. Do you feel that uh, like the COVID relief, like the way that like Cuomo is handling it, like with I know he's not purposely shutting down businesses, but like the way that he's regulating it versus like Florida where they're just letting everybody go wild and letting cases go as high as they, you know, go. Um, Do you think Mm -hmm. that like the Dems doing like governing how they're governing during this pandemic is going to impact an election? Or do you think that it's like we're doing the smart thing and the Republicans are the ones that are digging themselves in the hole? Well, it depends. And I want to say this, too. You know, we were talking before about what nominees would be for a Democratic nominee in 2024 or if, God forbid, if if Joe Biden decided to only be a one term president. Mm. But I think I feel like Cuomo would try and make an attempt at a presidential run, but it wouldn't. But here's why I would say it wouldn't work for him, because people are going to bring up how New York, how New York was the entire, you know, Mm -hmm. pandemic. They're going to say stuff like well what about the nursing homes what about you closing down all these businesses Mm -hmm. after a while i feel like people have to look past how state government you know goes with it yeah and i feel like they have to look at how the federal government is looking is looking at it Mm -hmm. so what i want to say to all of these people to to all these voters i don't even want to call them people because these are these are i'm not just saying people these are voters yeah so what i would want to say to all these voters is I understand your pain and frustration, especially if you're a business owner (laughs) during this, you know, global pandemic that's affected every single person. I understand, you know, you have pain and and frustration and anger and all that stuff. But after a while, you can't just look at your state government and say, what else are you going to do for us? You have to look, you have to look past that and, and, and go to someone like McConnell, go to someone like Donald Trump or, you know, House Minority Leader, even Kevin McCarthy, and say, what are you going to do yep. so that I do not have to close down my business? Yeah. The, they need we belief. went through, we went through a great, we literally went through a great depression level of how bad everything plummeted during the pandemic. Mm. And that's a big deal. That's a real big deal. And it's concerning, again, because the last two Republican presidencies with George Bush from 2000, 2008, you went through a recession, you went through 9-11, you went through the attacks on Iran, you went through pl- things like Hurricane Katrina. They were all, I mean, obviously 9-11 is unpredictable. It, it was just a tragic day. But what I would say about that is the way that George W. Bush went about it afterwards, everybody looks at it and said, what, what was he doing? <laughs> yeah, that's how. And that's the same thing with, with Iraq, too. And everything like that that Bush did, especially with the recession, you know, once Obama and Biden came into office, America was immediately lifted out of the recession. Mm. And I researched more and more about the recession and what that did for people 
in 2008, I mean, a lot of people were just losing their homes. They were just losing their jobs, everything like that. I mean, my dad always talks about how before Obama and Biden took office in 2009, he always remembers the price of gas being at like an all-time low, it seemed. Mm. Or I don't know if it was at an all-time low or an all-time high, but it was just, he was, we were in the city and we were driving and he remembers stopping to get gas and looking at the price of gas and saying, my God, it's that price. Mm. Yeah. That said something about the economy at the time with Bush and Cheney. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like uh, people like the Republican party of like Bush and the Republican party of Cheney, like, uh, if Bush decided to take, like, a larger role in the party, do you think that uh, he'd be able to take it back from Trump? Or, like, people just don't respect, you know, Bush in, or oh, Cheney? Oh, people, I, I just go back to what I keep saying is people don't look at, you really think a person would look at someone like Ted Cruz, a Lindsey mm-hmm. Graham, a Rubio, a, a Hawley, all these guys. You really think that they would look at them and say, I want these people because they don't even look at Lindsey Graham anymore and respect him. All these QAnon people and all these, yeah. like, anybody like that, those people, dis- they, they, they just hate them now. They disown those people who didn't back Trump. Mm-hmm. And what I always say about what happened last week is, um, uh, excuse me, what I always say is what Mike Pence was there to do last week is exactly what Joe Biden did in 2017 mm-hmm. and what Cheney did in 2009. All that the two, that the Congress votes for on January 6th of a, the end of an election cycle is all they do is they just do a formality. Yep. It's all just a formality. It's, it's, it's a ritual. It's someone said that what was mind boggling too is, I mean, obviously consider the fact that there was an insurrection last week and obviously the counting of the votes was delayed until about three thirty in the morning with everything, when everything was said and done. Mm. I think they said that it took in total from the time that everything had happened from the time they reconvened and counted all the votes. I think they said it took about 13 to 15 hours to finally finish everything compared to in 2017, when Joe Biden was counting all the votes, it took about that. They said in 2017, it it took Joe Biden less than an hour to do all Mm. that stuff. And, and that was still what I find incredible is that was still what happened last week that was still with everything that happened you still had like like Hawley saying yeah no we have to investigate this we have to investigate this mm-hmm. like what is what is wrong with these people <laughs> it's like you live in a distorted reality it's true they they literally do they live in a distorted reality so how do you feel about like twitter banning trump like and all these people do you think that they had the right to or do you think like it was done at the right time should have been done sooner later never Oh, I'm so ready to answer this one. <laughs> All right. Here's my here's what I'm going to say. T- companies like Twitter, companies like Facebook and, and Parler and even as far as like Snapchat and Pinterest and Instagram, even all these, you know, accounts are not affiliated with the United States government. Mm-hmm. They're not. I mean, it's 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 basic fact. Mm-hmm. You look it up and all you have to look up is. Or is this company a government run account or is this a private company? Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you right there that Twitter, like an and, and a social media platform like Twitter is a private company run by private citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these aren't people associated with the government. It's, it's literally plain and simple. So 
going to your question, I was definitely surprised it took this long. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, we- I'll be honest with you, it's a little bit weird and also nourishing at the same time that I don't have to look up Trump's Twitter feed to see what he's saying <laughs> today. <laughs> or if someone is retweeting him of the crazy stuff that he's spewing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's like I said, it's relieving and it's nourishing. But at the same time, the only thing that I will say that worries me about it, even with nine days to go until he's officially gone, I think the only thing that worries me is like someone said, this this man may not have his a- access to his Twitter Twitter account, mm-hmm. but he's got access still to the nuclear codes. So if Donald Trump really wanted to, he could start a nuclear war tomorrow and people would be shitting their pants. <laughs> you can say and that again. <laughs> it's it's that simple. I think it's uh but but I just want to add on too that what I also find amazing is you hear all these people on, you know, I'm sure you have people too that you follow on Instagram. And I know I have people I follow on their Instagram stories that say that, oh, this is the United States now just doing censorship and they're yeah. violating our First Amendment rights. Oh, my God, we're like China now. We're a communist country. And I just the stuff like that makes me laugh because I just I every single time. I talk to these people the past few days since Trump's been banned from Twitter. I always say to them, first of all, like I'll say again, Twitter's a private company. They have this set of rules that if you violate any of them, you'll be banned from Mm -hmm. it or you'll have the FBI knocking on your door, on your door, your choice. And I say that again and again, if I said any of the things on Twitter or any of my social media platforms that Donald Trump has said, you would have not only your account suspended, but again, you would have the police knocking on your door yeah. telling you that you're technically committing an act of terrorism by saying the stuff you say. No, yeah, 1,000%. So I don't want to hear stuff like we're becoming a communist country <laughs> like China because China is literally a place that tells people what what to and what not to publish. And there was literally a journalist in China who criticized, um, however you pronounce his name, I always forget how to pronounce it, but you know, he he criticized him, and then he went missing. Yeah, so, <laughs> and it's like I wonder how he went missing. <laughs> yeah, like let's seriously sit, not sit here and say that. You know, because even even John Bolton, I can't believe I, I, that nobody's mentioned this, but I just thought about this, and it's so true. When John Bolton came out months ago and was talking about all this stuff that Donald Trump apparently did when he was meeting people, when he was meeting the president in China, and he was having you know, um, meetings with foreign affair leaders and all that stuff. Mm. What I find incredible is there was one part where Bolton was talking about how Donald Trump wishes that, you know, reporters that were on CNN or reporters that were on MSNBC or any of these, you know, I guess you could say left leaning, you know, media networks. He says that how he wishes that they were like, you know, tortured, executed, all this crazy shit that he was saying. I mean, I feel like that kind of is forgettable. I can't even believe that nobody's been bringing that up until now. Or nobody has been brought it, nobody has brought it up, but Trump apparently has said stuff like that in the past. Mm. So, you know, I can't, uh, I, I don't know how we can sit here and say that anything that what we're doing isn't normal when all we're trying to do is make sure we don't have more violence than we already have in this country. No, exactly. It's a, it's definitely a scary situation. I mean, would you say what, I mean, 
have you had to deal or have you had any debates? Because I told you that I just had debates with some people, but have you had any debates with anybody that you know personally or, or just like you follow them and you see them posting stuff regarding that stuff and saying it's a, it's a violation of our First Amendment, right? Have you debated with anybody or you haven't? Yeah, I mean, so I go on Facebook. I don't really like to use Facebook because I feel like a lot of like our generation is already off it. Um, but mm-hmm. I go on just to like see a lot of the Trump supporters, um, just to see like what they're spewing. And majority of my family is like very Republican, very Trump. Uh, so whenever I go on there, it's always a fun time, and they're oh, always sure. spewing. Yep, they're the. This is already they're taking away my First Amendment rights, and I, I first I'll debate with them, and then after a while it's just like oof, you know, they, no matter what I say, they're kind of kind of tell me that I'm like full of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it gets, oh yeah, you know. absolutely. I have a there's a family member of mine too that literally posts like QAnon stuff, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, it's like you're too far gone by that point. Yeah. If you believe anything that QAnon posts, conspiracy theory wise, it's like, what are you doing? It's it's just like, dude, it's not none of the stuff they say too is legit. I mean, no. you could, I've I've looked up the other day. I was even looking up like some of the conspiracy theories that these people have posted, and I and I was just like, what the fuck are these people on? That's <laughs> all I said. I was like, what is this? There there was. There was one conspiracy theory that I saw that apparently they were saying that Mark Zuckerberg was going to resign from CEO and he was going to like flee the country. You know, they talk about how JFK Jr. was still alive. Yeah, and like <laughs> going to like, rallies. I, I, yeah, he's at the rallies behind Trump. I was like, wow, these people are the insane. They're insane. <laughs> so how do you feel about like all the cabinet people quitting? Do you think that they're quitting like for a certain reason or they're just trying to get out of there? You know, oh, they're they're trying. They're they're basically jumping off the Titanic before it actually sinks. That's <laughs> what they're doing. They're jumping off the Titanic before it actually sinks. I mean, you hear about the rumors of even some top Trump aides who are considering, you know, resigning or quitting, anything like that. You just had Defense Homeland Secretary um, Chad Wolf just resigned a few hours ago. Really. Yes, he did. I did not see that one. That is that's oof, that's another one down. Yeah, he went. He's uh he's down. He's now gone too. But I don't even know if you heard this. Um, did you hear that Trump and Pence had a meeting today in the Oval Office? Really? Did they th- yes. say what they were talking about, or all they said was they had a meeting? Um. So what I what I heard apparently, Caitlin Collins from CNN tweeted about it, and according to people, you know, close to Pence and Trump. They were saying stuff like, oh, the meeting went well. Apparently, they were reflecting on the past four years, stuff like that. And someone was and people just keep making jokes about it. Like, hey, I'm sorry I tried to get my uh, my supporters to kill you, but no hard feelings. Right. We're all good. We're good. Right. I mean, someone was saying I would love to be a fly on the wall in that meeting, hearing what they were talking about. No one knows exactly what they were talking about, but. I I wouldn't think it was pretty because Mike Pence basically almost got executed by Donald Trump supporters the other day. Yeah, no. Do you think that uh, like Pence will ever really show his face or like claim that, you know? Oh, he's he I mean, obviously, after a administration leaves office like like like, you know, obviously, if it was Obama, Biden, anybody like that, obviously, they have Secret Service protection the rest of their lives. You know, that's uh, that's a known thing. Mm. I think Pence is going to need at least double or even triple that. 
Really? Because you think it's, it's that severe of a... I think it's that bad because, I, I mean, just look at what happened last week at the Capitol. I mean, those people were, they had noose, they had, one of them apparently had a noose in their hand. People had zip ties in their hands looking for Pence and they were just screaming, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence. I mean, mm. this, this is not... This is not normal. It is. It is a cult. It is like a cult. It's, it's, it's literally. It took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, but this is the thing too: is these people would would do any, and and I've noticed it. I I really have, especially especially since the election yeah. ended. You see that these people are willing to do anything that Donald Trump says. Yeah, they're willing to do anything he says, and I and and I think especially with certain senators too they're talking about you know i i i look at someone like lindsey graham who has always has always flip-flopped his position on donald trump one minute Mm -hmm. he's saying that he's the worst person in the entire world and he's a narcissist and he's this and that and that will get to and everybody keeps bringing up the tweet from lindsey graham and from may of 2016 that if trump became president we would get destroyed and we would deserve it yeah and it, it, it it definitely aged uh it aged well <laughs> you can say that again but what i've noticed is some of these some people like ted cruz and and holly and rubio they're willing to fight hell and back for donald trump and and it's a big thing too lately people have been talking about especially in my family we've been talking about it where you know we discussed that if donald trump had been a decorated war veteran had served however many you know tours in either afghanistan iraq vietnam anything like that i could understand fighting for him then Mm -hmm. i guess i mean it would still be committing insurrection what those people did and it would still be absolute bonkers Mm -hmm. but i don't understand why these people are willing to throw away our democracy for donald trump yeah, all people you could throw away. You want to throw away your democracy for Donald J. Trump? Who do you <laughs> want to just say I'm done with American democracy? I'll 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 have Donald Trump in office. Like, like what? No, yeah, that, that's definitely true. It's a uh, out of you know so many more respectable people, even in the, the you know, Republican Party. Oh yeah, I, even my dad was saying this too. My dad was saying that even in 2008, like even though he didn't. You know, obviously, even though he didn't agree with John McCain's political opinion because he was a Republican, you could still respect the fact that he was a POW, that he was yeah. a war veteran. You can you could still respect that about John McCain. It wasn't just like he was this person who acted like a tough guy, you know, acted like he's seen hell and back because mm-hmm. he has been to hell and back. You know, John McCain w- did go to hell and back when he was a POW. Yeah, with the... Is it... yeah. Just give me one sec. You're gonna look up who. What... Yeah, but it just you could still respect McCain. Then I mean, I yeah, there is no. What is it? Oh no, no, go on. Oh no, there is no respecting Donald Trump. I'm sorry, but Donald Trump never did, never made any sacrifice, ever. I'm yeah. sorry. He just never made any sacrifices for this. For any, yeah, that, that's the big thing. You know, he, he literally skips the draft, which is like so ironic. Because mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh I always, I always laugh at the fact that 
he played the song Fortunate Son by Korean's Clearwater River Band at his rallies because if you just listen to the lyrics of that song, it's basically talking about how the one lyric is saying, I'm, I'm not no senator's son, yeah. which is basically saying that if you're, if, if you're affiliated, if you come from a rich family, then you don't have to fight. And Donald Trump came exactly from that while the poor people were fighting or the people who didn't have as much fortune as he did mm-hmm. were fighting in Vietnam. So the irony of it is, is unbelievable. No, yeah, 1,000%. Um, he's not going to the inauguration, right? Trump is not, but Mike Pence plans to attend. Do you think that's like a good thing for the country or do you think it's a bad, like it's going to make it more? Oh, it's. I think it's, I think, I'll be honest. I think I, I would rather, I mean, Joe Biden's even said it. Joe Biden said he, he's, he's very happy. Donald Trump's not going. Yeah. <laughs> he said it. I mean, and, and I mean, it's, it was kind of funny too the way he worded it, saying like it's the one thing that me and him are going to ever agree on about coming to my inauguration. And, <laughs> and uh, I think it's a good thing. People want to talk about oh unity and all this stuff and how the the Joe Biden's message is to have unity. I feel like the only way we're going to have unity in this country is if we truly agree on who the good guys are and who the bad guys. Yeah, are. that's the way. Like. Donald Trump is a criminal. Mm-hmm. He was a criminal before he was he was president, and he's going to be a criminal after he's president. I mean, Donald Trump is somebody who is such a bad person. And, and even my dad was saying it before. My dad was saying, I just can't believe that Donald Trump can still hold the office of the presidency after what he yep. did almost a week ago. Any other president, regardless of how many days they had left in their term, regardless of of who they were i always say, i even said this last week if barack obama in 2016 after the election said that donald trump, i'm not going to give up my my power to donald trump the right wing media would have a yeah. field day to the point that their heads mm-hmm. would explode it was i mean there is World no, War III. it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable that that these these same people who called Democrats crybabies? Who called who who called all of us people things like lived hard and how all oh, we love your liberal tears and all that stuff? These same people went as far as to commit insurrection, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and not even that went as far as to defend. Yeah, it. That, that's what it gets that, crazy. Forget the fact they committed it; they tried to defend yeah. it. No, I don't ever want to hear it from them ever No, again. I say the same thing. It, it's crazy because you really did see like the, the uh, two types of treatment that people oh, were receiving. Oh, yeah. And um, I, what was the, I had a, here's a good question I want to ask. I mean, I, I talk about the, the trifecta before everything like that. Are you personally, do you honestly, would you agree with me on this that if Joe Biden had any idea that he wanted to do in the first two years of his presidency, and obviously he has control of mm-hmm. everything. If, if you were Joe Biden and you knew that you could do something that would definitely benefit us knowing, and, and you didn't have to think, would you think twice about it? Or would you say, yeah, like I have control of everything. I got to get everything passed now. That he, whatever he wants to get passed, would you support him wanting to pass every single thing he wanted to pass until we had a midterm election in 2022. Honestly, yeah, I think that it might give the Democrats, you know, a bigger thing to platform to run on, uh, especially uh, if they get like if they can get COVID relief and then just something done with either health care or uh, 
you know, something monumental like that that's going to hit a lot of people. I think it, it'll look good. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Do you think he should only like go slowly? Oh or yeah, do you think he, he should, should go. Do... Oh yeah, after after what McConnell's done the past six yeah. years, being majority leader, and him basically even going as far as when he appeared on Hannity right before the election, and he was saying that the reason why a lot of things were blocked when Democrats were in control is just because Democrats were in control. Mm. I think uh, it would be it would just it would literally be a giant middle finger to Mitch McConnell of saying you know you screwed over not just your own state of kentucky but yeah you screwed over a whole american exactly we are going to do whatever we want and you arguing it is going to make you look even more like a worse guy than you no yeah i mean are you i mean I, i mean let's let me ask you this because obviously I also asked you before about what is one thing you're excited for or nervous for. We both asked each other that. Are you personally really excited, though, that we're getting a new administration next Honestly, Wednesday? Honestly, I'm super excited because what a lot of people, what I've been like telling some of like my friends that are like super, super liberal and like, I'm not going to vote for Biden because he's too moderate. Um, I always mm. say it's not even just the president that you're bringing in. It's the people that they're going to bring in. So it's. Oh, new absolutely. secretary of education, I, or new secretary of state. New sec- it's going to be that's a major change, which is beautiful. So are, are you I couldn't or... agree more. I no, literally, I, I want to add on to what you just said. And it's such a perfect thing because it's not even just about who's like the type. It's, it's about who's coming in, what kind of person these people are morality mm-hmm. wise. Who are they as individuals, regardless of their political opinion? Who are they as individuals? Are they truly going to care for the American people or are they just going to, you know, benefit themselves? No, exactly. It's a very, very big thing that everybody wonders. So I'm personally excited just to see if I'm I'm excited to know. I mean, I'm also excited to know that, I mean, my brother loves this. My dad loves this, that the first lady is going to still be a teacher, even though, obviously, even though she's a, uh, she's going to be the first lady, she'll still continue to her education as an English professor. I mean, that's, I think that's that's awesome, especially, especially for younger people, our age. And I think just for teachers and unions in general, Joe Biden is a very big union guy too, which I love. And he's always talked and he's, the past few days, whenever he's done a press conference, he's he's usually discussed teachers and what he plans to do for union jobs, everything like that, the benefits that they deserve to mm. get. So I got to give a lot of credit too for Joe Biden for that. I really do. No, that that's one thousand percent true. How, how do you feel? Because you just brought up uh, like Doctor Biden. How do you feel about like the conservative media saying like she's not a real doctor? She shouldn't be able to call herself doctor, even though she has the PhD. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how do I put this? Uh, she earned it. That's what I'm going to say. First of all, I know it's not easy, especially we both young college, young adults in college Mm. still, you know, that it's not easy, whether you're remote or in person, college is not an easy thing. And especially, I mean, getting your master's degree, I'm sure is really hard. I'm sure getting your, and I'm sure getting your PhD and your doctorate, I'm sure that's more more difficult than anything Mm -hmm. so i don't care so people saying you know 
oh, she's not a doctor. I mean, come on. Is is this really what we're going to be worried about? But you know what? I was just saying this the other day because people are now talking about apparently Kamala Harris did a a cover for uh, for Vogue magazine. And there's I don't even know what the controversy is behind it, but some people are saying they didn't like it. I don't even know why. But everybody's like, you know, you know, not disliking her disliking what she did with that and some people are also talking about what uh the whole thing with jill biden that you just brought up and i laugh and i just say if this is truly the only controversy or the types of controversy we'll get for at least the next four years sign me up i'm okay with it (laughs) this is going to be controversies okay these are major news network these are major news stories sure whatever let's let's do it i'm okay it's like obama with the uh the brown suit the yes. tan suit, yeah. Oh my god, I was just bringing that up too yesterday. The old, yeah, the tan suit and him saluting a uh, and one of the guys with the coffee cup. I mean, yeah, if that's truly, if that's truly what it is, I'm okay. No, yeah, it, I'm all right with it. I, I would rather that. Trust me, I'd, I'd rather that than a person who ignores, who calls the media fake news, who calls them this, who disrespects all mm-hmm. them. You know, who didn't care about the pandemic, all that stuff. I'd, I'd much rather that than I'd, I'd much rather what Obama did and the controversies already with Dr. Jill Biden and the yeah. Kamala Harris Vogue magazine cover. I'd, I'd rather that than anything. But I think another question that I had uh, for you is, you know, would you because because everybody knows who you are, Mike. I mean, in you New York, well, we went you to New York High School well. together. Every. You, what know, is you as well. You see, yeah, I, I guess me as well. I guess me as well. But you more than anybody, everybody knew who you were in New York. Everybody knew who you were in high school. Everybody knew you were this. I seen you go viral I, in I guess bar school, did. though. It's hard. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but everybody talks about what you did, you know, just with you, with your politics-wise, and everybody loved who you were in New York. But what I always will say is, um, you know, what is, like, would you, what would, what, like, started for you what made you so passionate about politics too if you could say so i was actually raised like super republican and uh that's always that's usually how it happens sometimes usually usually there's i mean trust me i before you get into that i just want to interrupt uh what's funny is um um my one of my uh my dentist huge republican too but he always talks about how his son literally put out like a black lives matter flag on on his uh front step And even though he's a major Republican, his son's a huge liberal. But continue with what you were saying. Uh, no, it's literally just like that here. Um, like we we do lawn wars. It was uh now, but I, I like I took my eighth grade photos with like a little Republican elephant. Uh, I was a Rand Paul supporter. Like stand with Rand. Uh, and then mm. Trump came around, and although like I was Republican, I was like pro-choice, and I was pro-LGBTQ plus, and like I believed in like the gender wage gap. So I was like pretty socially liberal. Just I kind of sp- mm. like fell for the trickle down economics. Like I really did believe in it for a little bit, and uh, I believed in like a flat tax that even if you're a millionaire, you should only pay like six percent in taxes. Um, and then I I went and I tried to educate myself a little more and found out like that was all kind of lies. Uh, so then I seen Bernie Sanders and he kind of like got me into the party. And then once he lost, I was like, you know, Hillary is a hundred times better than Trump because I just could not stand him. And then she swooped mm. me right in, and I you know been left leaning i think i've gone further left like <laughs> throughout the years that's fine yeah. that's fine i wouldn't say i i think for 
it's it's funny because for me i'm i'm brought up in a democrat household like opposites too but you know i stayed democrat i haven't changed my political opinion ever since but i think for me i think it all started for me in 2012 i think in 2012 you know i think the election cycle of 2012 was a big deal for me because i was seeing that oh barack obama's trying to run for a second term he's already been the president for four years i didn't you know, I had no idea about any of this stuff back then. I was like, why is he running again? And, you know, I had no idea about any of this stuff. Everybody was saying, oh, it's because he has to, when you're president of the United States, you can run for eight years. You can be president for eight years. You could be president for four years. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I had no idea. So the debates between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney were such a big deal for me. Mm. They, they really were. I loved all those debates, whether it was the first debate, the second debate or the third debate. I was just so hooked and I was so into it because I really thought to myself, wow, like Barack Obama is so such an intellectual human being. He knows where to hit mm-hmm. the talking points on Mitt Romney and other Republicans, even the vice presidential debate between Joe Biden and Paul Ryan at the time. I find that so interesting at that point i was like wow like this is amazing i can't believe it and then i would say i fell off political wise i think by the time 2016 came along then i started to get into it more again and i realized oh my god donald trump why would he be president why would he ever be president at that time i was thinking he can't and i remember multiple times you know we were sophomores by the time 2016 came along and you know we had an AP global teacher who went more Republican than anything. And I always remember thinking to myself, doing my own research about it. I remember thinking to myself, why why would anybody vote Republican? (laughs) Multiple times I thought that I thought, why would anybody vote Republican? I really, I really thought that at the time. And especially when Donald Trump came along, Uh I said, there is no possible way. I thought that at the time I was like, there is no possible way Donald Trump's going to win. And then when he won, it, it brought a shock to me, mm. obviously. And then, and then from that point on, I thought about when I would be able to vote in 2020. I thought about, I always, I think I even remember overhearing you one point saying it to somebody after 2016 that we were going to retake the house in 2018. And then win the presidency back in 2020, I think you over, I I'm hope pretty so, sure yeah. I overheard you. I was- I definitely believe you said that to somebody and I overheard yeah. and I was like, I really, I was like, I really hope so. But, but that was a, but, but that's always been a big deal to me ever since politics, since 2016. I think I've been a lot more into it because news is always on in my house and I'm on Twitter now. So I'm always looking at any, any article, anything like that, where people are talking about, here's what's really going on in the country. Here's the real facts that's happening. Here is some false misinformation that's being published to people and it's a big deal to me because i always say too i remember you know i called my grandma about it you know in in november when when lindsey graham and mitch mcconnell won their senate races against mcgrath and uh and harrison Mm. and i and i called her and i said why do people vote for people i was like they have done nothing They've exactly. done nothing. Like, where's the logic? They show no. They show no spine. Nope. They they show nothing. They give me no hope. These two people. Why would they vote? Why would people vote for them? And my grandma and my dad. They both have said it. I think it's a. I think what it partly has to do 
is you see in some of these deep red Republican states, there's definitely a lot of voter suppression. I think, I think there's voter suppression that happens and I don't mean voter suppression of all like the type of, you know, people are just seeing democratic ballots and throwing them out. I don't believe it's that at all. No. Yeah. I think it's more, I think it's more of the way these people are taught. I think it's the way that their education level is and how they where how they are on an income wise. Mm-hmm. I think if they see more, you know, big tech millionaire guys, I think they think, oh, maybe they'll benefit me. Maybe they'll help me. So I feel like they vote a lot more for them yeah. than anything. And I think that's a big I think that's personally a big deal that why I mentioned Stacey Abrams earlier on is because Georgia was such a notorious red state for Republicans. And I think when a person like Abrams came along and although she lost to Kemp in Georgia for governor, I truly believe that if she were to, let's just say if she were to run again for governor, I think she would win because a lot of people look at her as the, as the shining star of the, of the democratic party currently, because she truly helped turn Georgia. Yeah. Blue. I thoroughly believe that, that she helped and was a big part in that because she got out and, you know, gave people more of a reason as this is what you've been told for so long. This is why you guys keep voting Republican. This is what truly is the Dem. This is truly what the Democratic Party is all about. You have to vote to truly get a change or there's never going to be any change. So when I saw when I and I'm serious when I say it when Georgia turned blue in November it blew my mind it blew my mind I I just remember two days before the election was called for Joe Biden and I remember when I saw him overtake Donald Trump in Georgia that's that's when it that's when it really hit me that oh my god Joe Biden's gonna win the election (laughs) that was when it hit me that he was gonna win because he when you take over a southern state like that whether it be a state like Florida or even a state like Georgia, it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I know that you thought about it. I'm pretty sure. I think, did you have any hope for Florida in this election? Did you think it would turn blue? Or did you think, oh, it's going to keep, it's just going to stay so right? I'm not going to lie. I had a, um, a class presidential election this semester. And we, we all got okay. a swing state. We had to project like the numbers for the state. And I mm-hmm. thought Florida was going to go, I was 0.4 away from Trump and 0.8 away from Biden. But I thought it was going to go mm-hmm. to Trump. It was like 51.6 to like 48 point something. Uh, because okay. I, honestly, I don't mean to say it like this, but I just, I do not trust Florida. And I really, I, I like my dreams. I don't either. I really, I'll be honest. I don't you either. Know, I was like, I was praying. I was like, please just Florida go blue. We can make it an easy, nice night, you know, and then go to sleep. <laughs> but, uh. Oh, we would have been able to go to sleep peacefully on the night of the election if Biden had won Florida. Did you think it was going to go to Biden or did you? Uh... I, I, I held out a little bit of hope yeah, initially. I was thinking I my my first initial hope when I looked at the Florida numbers was I was thinking, OK, it doesn't it's close, but maybe Joe Biden could just edge out Donald Trump in 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 uh, Florida. And then I just saw that Trump was just like starting his lead just kept increasing and increasing. And I was thinking, oh, boy, it's going to be yeah. it's not it's not going to happen tonight. What honestly what what I thought was going to happen initially and and the uh, early vote counting. Well, I wouldn't say early vote counting, but early on on election night, what 
what truly, you know, what I was grasped by and what I was amazed by at first, and my brother was even saying it, that I thought Ohio was going to look good for Joe Biden Mm -hmm. at first. I thought Ohio initially was going to be a blue state because I saw that Joe Biden had a pretty significant margin of lead, you know, initially over Donald Trump in the state of Ohio. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, if Joe Biden were to win Ohio, it'd be over basically before it even started. And it it obviously did not end up going that way. And we had to wait, you know, days before we had a winner called. But I started when I started getting out my when I really started to get my hopes up, when I saw when I saw the next day I wake up and I hear that Wisconsin and Michigan just flipped to Joe Biden. Mm. He has the lead. And then when they call the states, that's when I get a little bit more excited. That's when I see that he's only 17 electoral votes away. So my hopes are already getting up. I'm thinking, oh, my God, Joe Biden can actually do this. He can pull this out. And I'm just waiting on Pennsylvania. So by day by day, I'm seeing the numbers in Pennsylvania and I'm seeing it trickle down slowly. Mm. And my brother is is coming to me and he's saying, Joe Biden's going to win Pennsylvania. It's going to happen. And I said, well, how do you know that Donald Trump has like an 80,000 vote lead? And he said, because wait until all the absentee ballots come in, all the mail ballots in these heavy Democratic areas like Allegheny County and Philadelphia. And Joe Biden's going to run away with it. And all the numbers are just pointing that it's going to be Joe Biden. Yeah. And you saw... And you saw it on on the days after Election Day. You saw those numbers come in in significant margins. And that's how you knew it's going to be Joe Biden in the state of Pennsylvania. And that was going to be it. Mm. So so did you think I, Pennsylvania no, was going to go that way from Trump or? Um, uh, I, I'll say this. It definitely I was worried yeah. the whole time. I'm worried the entire time because after what happened in 2016 we knew anything could happen and we knew not to trust the polls just go out and vote Mm. so i was definitely a lot more nervous than anything uh i i would say that at first i had high hopes and then it it went i was put it i'll put it this way the entire few uh four days from election night until november 7th election night my hopes initially were high. I was thinking Joe Biden's going to pull this out. Mm-hmm. He's got the lead currently. Then all of a sudden, he gets Florida. He gets Ohio. He gets, you know, obviously Texas is a notorious red state, but I really, uh, that was my hopeful outcome. I really was actually hopeful for Texas in this election, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, then I see more and more electoral votes for Donald Trump and my immediately I'm thinking, Oh my God, it's going to happen again. It's it just, that was my yeah. thought is it's going to happen again. He's going to win again. And when it didn't happen, I mean, I was, I was jumping up and down, screaming, cheering, everything like that. Texted all my friends who I knew voted for Joe Biden was saying, I couldn't believe it actually happened. I couldn't believe he won. But mm. what really I think the hope really started to come back that next day when the hope came back the next day when Wisconsin and Michigan went to Joe Biden. That's when I was like, he's going to win. Yeah. I just don't want to. I was like, he's going to win, but I just don't want to say it. Just in case. Yeah. I don't want to jinx it. I just don't want to jinx anything. I want, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to go blue, but 
I just don't want to say anything. I mean, for you, what would you say your feelings were those four days? Uh, I honestly, I think the exact same thing. Uh, I, I never thought Texas was going to go blue, but at first when it looked a little blue, I was like, wow, like it's going to be, maybe it's easy over. And then I just couldn't go to sleep for the first night. Second day, I was like, okay, this is dragging on, but yeah, it's looking pretty good. And then just like you said, once they said uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, I was like, I think it's going to be over, you know? Looking back, though, do you think that, like, only Joe Biden could have pulled this off? Or do you think any of the other nominees could have actually uh, successfully, like, won the Electoral College and the popular vote? It's a good question. It's actually a really good question because um, I think we look at every candidate who was uh, a Democratic nominee for 2020. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I think all of them would have any like all of them would have beaten Donald Trump. Mm. And I don't want to just say that Joe Biden could have beat Donald mm. Trump. But someone made this, you know, really good point. And it was it was actually, I think, a really good point, too, is look at how Barack Obama handled the debates in 2012. And look at how he handled Donald Trump just in general. He did not like Donald Trump at all. And he knew that with how smart and how much of an intellectual he was, Obama would have if Obama were to go up against Donald Trump again, Trump would have no responses. Like you said, how Elizabeth Warren would take Donald mm. Trump. She would eat him up. Someone said, you're kind of truly seeing how that debate would have gone because Joe Biden was the vice president to Barack Obama. I feel like you're seeing what would have happened. I feel like Joe Biden and Barack Obama can have the same talking points for as Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I feel like they both could have had that edge over him. And I'm not going to say that Joe, only Joe Biden could have beat Donald Trump because I do think that Elizabeth Warren could have beat Donald Trump. I think Kamala Harris could have gone up against him, but I think it would have been close. Mm. But I think looking back on it now, you have to look at how the debate, think about how the debates were too with Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I mean, Joe Biden beat Donald Trump in both debates and, Easily. Yeah, That's the there was no quite there was no question about it. Everybody knew that it was Joe Biden who was going to win against Donald Trump in the debates. It was all about what was going to happen in the polls. Mm-hmm. And that is what I said, too. Also, is I everybody talks about I feel like some people are saying, but Joe Biden absolutely destroyed him in the polls. What is it? How did he how is it, though, that it was this close technically still? And the way I look at it as the reason for the debates is just because they happen just to happen. But in this particular election, I think it was because people just really wanted to see their character. They wanted to see the character of Joe Biden and they wanted to see the character of Donald Trump. And I think people's minds have been made had been made up well before the first debate even happened. Mm. You knew you were going to vote for Donald Trump. You knew before that first debate. And if you knew you were going to vote for Joe Biden, you knew before that first debate. I knew I was going to I I feel like everybody knew who they were voting for even before the second debate happened. I believe that. That's just my opinion. I think that's what I firmly believe. Mm. No, I mean, what what would you say? You would you would you say you were still surprised that even as horrible of a president, Donald Trump will go down in history for and as horrible as a human being he was too, would you say that would you say that 
you were still surprised it was kind of this close. Well, exactly. That's what I was about to ask you. It's it like kind of threw me off how uh, that this was even like a nail biter. And I know that we did have like a lot of mail in ballots and early voting, and there was like a record number amount of people that came out, which is awesome. But the mm-hmm. entire idea that we did have to wait a few days to see if it was between, like, I genuinely feel like if it was a rock versus Donald Trump, the country, mm-hmm. you know, we should have chose the rock. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's, did you, were you surprised that it was this close? Or you kind of seen it coming? I think for me, I expected it to be a blowout. I'll be honest. Mm. I, I was like, I was thinking my, 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 in my head, the scenario that I had in my head was, my my hope, my my true hope was that Texas. I know that you didn't think Texas was going to turn blue, but for just some reason, I had a strange sinking feeling in my yeah. mind that Joe Biden was going to win Texas. I don't know why, but I really just thought that. Mm. And I mean, if he had won, it would have been over yeah. before we even got to any other state. It would have been over. But the thing is, is I thought it would be a joe biden blowout and obviously looking back now you look at the numbers and you look at how the popular vote was you look at how the electoral vote was it was a landslide mm-hmm. i mean it it, it 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 was there's no doubt about it it was a landslide but i cannot believe what i really just cannot believe is that it's like we went we were saying before that 74 million people regardless of joe biden winning the election yeah 74 million people still looked at Donald Trump and said, I want at least four more years. Yeah. This, and that's a very scary it's thing. Insane. It's a very scary thing. And and I think going back to another talking point I said before about Joe Biden's message with unity and, and you know, healing the country, that's going to be tough. And Joe Biden himself is not going to do it. Yeah, I, no. I mean, I, I, I like to hold out the hope that he will. But the reality but it's yeah, not no. just. The reality is it's not just going to be Joe Biden. Joe Biden can definitely be the person who starts it. Mm. But is he going to be the one to finish it? No, he's not. He's going to be the person, in my opinion, who starts it. But he's not going to be the person who, who finishes no, it. Yeah. Even after even after everything that's happened, you can't, you can't just look at him and say that we just go back to normal next week. Because, again, 74 million people still voted for Donald Trump. And I think it's scary that we will for the next two, four years have people on a certain side, just not acknowledge Joe Biden at all. And they'll say, he'll never be my president. He'll never be this. He'll never be that when he is. I mean, obviously we had Democrats and we had supporters of Hillary Clinton who said they wouldn't acknowledge Donald Trump. But in the end we had to realize, yeah, he is the president. Yeah, You got to do something. And there these people, these people are just so, on the upscale of I'm just never going to acknowledge him. Yeah, that's what the, it's very scary. It's kind of like they're living in ignorance and choosing to uh, to stay there. Yeah, these people live in a reality that he's just never going to be president. I mean, even what what always scared me about after the election is the the goalpost for Trump and Republicans moved, you know, uh, farther away as each time went on. And it was, first of all, it was like, this is how their talking points were. First, it was, wait till you see how much fraud there was. (laughs) Then it was, wait till the Electoral College meets on December 14th. And then it was, wait till January 6th. Mm -hmm. Now now there's no room. They're out of room. There is nothing 
more to happen. It's just the <laughs> inauguration next Wednesday. And again, it's what we talk, it's what you just mentioned with ignorance and living in a reality that doesn't exist. I mean, these people are eventually going to have to come out and realize, yeah, this guy is your president. <laughs> it may not have been who you wanted, it but is. it's who it is. No, yeah, that, that's definitely extremely true. Do you think that, uh, like the like the Republicans that stuck with by him all the way towards the end and like even tried to like not certify the results are like gonna make out because they're doing this, or do you think they're gonna face like hard reelection next time around? Oh, I mean, Joe Biden has said the only way that we can truly get these people out is by beating them in in the election. Mm. But I think they've already. I mean, you had that. Uh, I think her name's Cory Bush from Missouri, I mm. believe. And she's saying that the 14th Amendment should be used to just not seat any of these people or expel them from Congress. And I can't really blame people. For, I can't really blame uh, Cory Bush for that no. because these people attempted sedition. Yeah. They did. I mean, it's there is no there's no other way to look at it. These are seditionists. They are they are uh, they committed treason to the country, whether they realize it or not. They swore an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States of America, and they basically spit on it. No, yeah, exactly. So, so I do believe that if they not if they don't get expelled from Congress, then you have to have a, another like historical voting number turnout to get these people out of office. Mm. No, yeah, that, that's definitely true. Do you think that it's better to fight like, uh, to, like the, with these people? Uh, like, do you think they convert to like a Joe Biden type of Democrat, or like, do you think if like a more progressive type of Democrat might get these people over? Or do you um, think like that's it? There's no way these people are ever coming over. I don't know if I would say there's no way they're ever coming over, but they need to. The way the the way I look at it as. These people want to go back. I think another reason, too, why these people are so discontent from reality is because of the fact, I would say, that we've been in a pandemic for this long. Mm -hmm. And I think people are a little on edge with everything now. People just want a normal life back. And I think someone like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and now the trifecta, now that he has the House and the Senate, I think now he can finally give his message to people that, hey, now that I'm here, I can give you everything that you've been asking for, and we can get this thing under control. No, no more people have to die. There's already been 375,000 plus people and counting died that have died from COVID. Mm. You know, you don't need to be a part of that statistic anymore. There shouldn't be any more people who die from this statistic. And it's a big deal that we just need these people to make sure Joe Biden needs to show everybody also that I'm definitely your president for everyone. I'm not just your president for, I'm not just your president in like Texas or Arkansas or Missouri or anything like that. I'm the president of all 50 states. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. And I will, and I will give you what you need. I will fight for what you need. So do you think that Biden's going to be able to change any of these like people's opinions about him? Or do you think that like, that's it? Yeah, I think he will, because I think if he shows everybody what he actually wants to do with his agenda, and I feel like if he actually proves to everybody that this is what the Democrats were trying to do, but Republicans were not 
doing it because they only care about themselves. I think if he kind of gets that message across, he could he could persuade people to saying, yeah, wow, Republicans really have not done anything for us the past two presidencies they've been in. And that's a big thing, too, is, you know, we talk about the the, the past two Republican presidents have or are Donald Trump and George W. Mm. Bush. And I told you again, like what happened with them? We saw we saw the deficit increase. We saw a recession. We saw a Great Depression. We saw a pandemic that's killed as many people as it has. You know, we were in Iraq. We had all just five things that I just listed right there that are have not benefited the country whatsoever. Mm. And I think a big thing that I don't know if it would happen during a Joe Biden administration, obviously, I wouldn't bank my hopes on it. But I would hope it happens eventually is just getting rid of the Electoral College as a whole. I really think that they that they should. And Republicans would go up against it because even the media has acknowledged it, that if the Republicans just decide if the Electoral College was abandoned and never used again, Republicans would never win another. No, yeah, (laughs) you can say that again. And this is this is the truth. And, And I don't know if you knew this, but. This is what I'm about to say is very true. I believe in the last eight elections, seven of those eight elections, the Democrats won the popular vote. Really? Seven out of eight? Seven out of eight. Yeah. That's... Including including the 2020 yeah, election. Yeah. There's no way. If, if the Electoral College was a boss, they'd ever seek a <laughs> office. Like the last time, think about this, the last time the Republicans won the popular vote and the Electoral College was 2004 when Bush beat Kerry. That was the last time. In 2008, Obama won it. He won it in 2012. And in 2016, Hillary Clinton won it by 2 million votes, yet she lost the Electoral College. Yeah. So if you got rid of the Electoral College as a whole, the Republicans would never, especially in this generation, they would never win another election ever again. No, yeah. Do you, before you be touching on the point that a lot of our generation like came out to vote and stuff, do you think that that had like a super massive impact or it just had like a slight impact? I think for this election, I feel like it only had a, I think it had a slight impact. Mm. I don't think it had the impact that people were expecting. No, yeah. But I think for 2024, and I think, I think, well, actually not even for 24, I think for 22 with when the midterm elections happen, I think then it's a bigger deal. Then I feel like voter turnout is going to be a lot bigger because I feel like people we know are, aren't still legal age yet to mm-hmm. vote. So I think by the time 22 comes around, I think a lot more people we know are going to be able to vote in these elections and finally have their voices be heard. Mm-hmm. But then when 24 comes along and whoever it is that's running, it's a bigger deal then, than it will than it is mm-hmm. now. That's That's my personal opinion i would that do you say. think uh like after biden is like fully done and out uh whose endorsement do you think is going to be worth more or if they're going to be worth equal like obama's or biden's oh both, both? either or oh, obama when obama was campaigning with joe biden i mean obama was like the big person you wanted to listen to when you start off the speech with the barack obama and then you end it with joe biden talking i mean it was like Look at the spectrums, too. You had on one side, you had Obama talking for Joe Biden, who Obama is realized whether 
whether people want to admit it or not, Obama's realized he's probably one of the better presidents in our country's history. Yeah. And then, and then on the other side, you have people like Giuliani, who was America's, who at the time was known as America's mayor, mm. campaigning for Donald Trump. And you had the My Pillow yeah. guy, and you had conspiracy theory guys campaigning for Donald Trump. I mean, let's look at both. Let's compare the two. I mean, who do you trust more? The person who has a has a law degree and was campaigning for the guy who had so many years as senator, served eight years as vice president, all that stuff. Do you trust yeah. that or trust those guys more? I mean, there's and, and like I said, too, I said it before. There's a big difference in character wise between the two yeah. parties forget the fact that they have different political opinions as us. There's a big character difference between these two. Mm -hmm. There's a very big difference. One side is all about unity and change and helping us. The other side's all about helping themselves and giving tax cuts, you know, no tax cuts to billionaires and all that stuff. So there's a very big difference between these two sides. Do you think that people like Giuliani have a future in the party or like this was it? This was like the four years that he had to rise to the top and then that was it. Oh, Giuliani. Uh, Giuliani's another person who's just going to, I really hope just goes away <laughs> yeah. after this. I just don't want to see him after this. I just don't want to. I just, I personally, like I, I know like after a president has left the country, some people just, they say to themselves like, Oh, he'll just go away. He'll live the rest of his life wherever he's living, all that stuff. You know, with Donald Trump and the Trump family itself, some of them are going to face repercussions for what they've done during the presidency. Some of them are going to basically be disowned Mm -hmm. from the public. Mm -hmm. Some of them are going to be looked at as the saviors of the country when they really didn't do anything to help ordinary American citizens. Mm -hmm. And and others, like I just said, are going to look at them as as just, you know, castaways. Like people don't want to look at them anymore. People don't want to hear from them after this. Yeah. Like I like I'm very okay with after next Wednesday. I'm very okay with never having to hear a Trump family name ever yes. again. I, I'm I'm very okay with it. I'm very. No, okay definitely true. I mean, are you? Would you say that? Like, I mean, be honest. Like. Do you even want to hear, like, do you agree with me? Do you even want to hear the name Donald no. Trump or any Trump after next month? <laughs> nope, exactly. exactly. I literally, if we never hear from them again, it would be a, like a godsend. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. It really would be. But I actually want to just ask, because I have to wrap this up very soon. Um, I want to ask, my dad was interested to know, um, one of his friends you know, his name is Sal Albanese and he is thinking about running for mayor and he wants to get people like us, young, young, up and coming generation, especially Democrats. He wants to get us involved. Would you be interested in that? Yeah, 110 percent petitioning, phone banking, like whatever it is. Yeah. Candidate that's good by you yeah, is good I by me. Yeah, I, I mean, he was definitely uh, I know it's off topic of what we were talking about in this, but that was a thing I wanted to ask you if you would be interested in that, because my dad, uh, he knows Sal for a long time and all that stuff. And he wants to know, he obviously is interested in running for mayor of the city. So he wants people like me and you to get involved. And my dad is, you know, my dad always talks about your political, I guess you could say spunk, you know, having a passion for this, this kind of stuff. 
so he knows that you would personally be a, a perfect choice. No, yeah, like I said, thanks so, thanks so much for uh, even bringing it up. And like I said, any candidate that's good in your book is good in my book. For <laughs> all right, that's perfect. So, uh, Mike, I'm gonna wrap this up because we're getting almost towards the limit for the <laughs> podcast. Um, Mike, I just want to say first, uh, thank you. This is an interview I wanted to do for a while. So thank you for being on and giving your insight to everything. I really do appreciate no, it. No, thanks so much for having me on. And thanks so much for uh, dropping some knowledge, too. I learned some things today, which is really cool. I'm glad you did. All right, Mike, I will be talking to you in the, in the coming days.